Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to another brand new episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast coming to you from the Macedon Ranges on this Monday, the 20th of November, 2023. I cannot believe how quickly this year has gone. Uh, I think this week, uh, actually next Monday, I believe it is literally four weeks to Christmas Day. So that means it is five weeks today to Christmas Day, which uh, is unbelievable. Before you know it, it will be 2024. Uh, But uh, we're not here to talk about Christmas. We're not here to talk about uh, five weeks to Christmas. What we are here to talk about is sales and sales leadership. So before we jump in, trust you had a fantastic weekend. Trust you've been able to get some time to relax, reflect, re-energize and get ready to reload for this particular week, uh, given that there's only five weeks to go until Christmas. And uh, if you are a brand new subscriber, brand new listener to the podcast, welcome aboard. Greatly appreciate you finding the podcast. And uh, hopefully, out of what I talk about today, there is something there that uh, just piques a little bit of an interest to the point where you'd like to come back and listen to a few more episodes. And if that is the case, then I would highly recommend you check out some of the back catalogue as well. So this particular episode is going to be episode number 625. So uh, there is a lot of back catalogue on most of the podcasting platforms. I think there's about 500 in the uh, in the back catalogue. But if you go to my website, darrenmitchell.com.au, that is where you'll full find the full gamut of all episodes. So um, yeah, if you uh, if you are a brand new subscriber and a listener, welcome aboard. And of course. If you are returning to the podcast, and if you are an avid listener, I greatly appreciate you continuing to listen, and I trust that I continue to add value to you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader, and uh, helping in the process, your team deliver those replicable and those sustainable results, and ultimately, exceptional, exceptional outcomes. So, uh, greatly appreciated. So, in today's episode, I wanted to talk about... A topic which is, uh, it might sound counterintuitive and it might sound a bit harsh uh, and it's not meant to be and it certainly doesn't. But uh, this came out of a workshop that I was running a couple of weeks ago. In fact, uh, it was a leadership program for leaders of a very, very iconic Australian brand. Incredible two-day program that I was part of where we went deep into leadership and what it means to be a leader, not only in 2023, but also thinking about what leadership beyond 2023 will look like. And leadership today, more than ever, is not for the faint-hearted. And I often talk to leaders about the fact that just because you become a leader doesn't automatically mean that you're going to be trusted and respected from the time that you get that leadership position. And it certainly doesn't mean you arrive. It means that is when the work starts. Uh, And it was just spending time with this organization and this select group of leaders. It It was a thrill because I got to witness firsthand the commitment that these leaders had, not just in terms of their own professional development, but also to the brand, to the organization that they are uh, looking after, but also specifically to their team. Because one of the things we often talk about is in this particular podcast is leadership is not about you. It is all about the environment that you create for your team, but also what you do on a daily basis to encourage, and dare I say, challenge, 
your team to become better and uh, always understanding there's another level to get to entirely. So this particular leadership program uh, was fantastic because of the involvement of the individuals and how invested in their craft they were. And what was interesting is halfway through day one, we were exploring, uh, for want of a better term, the leadership legacy. And in some cases, I call this the leadership shadow. And just being conscious of the shadow that we cast on a daily basis, but also starting to be a little bit more intentional with the legacy we want to create and what do we want to be known for as a leader. And one of the conversations that often pops up is this this term redundancy. And I often share with leaders and challenge them to say, well, ultimately one of the key, I guess, outcomes of becoming a really great leader is that you get to a stage where your role becomes redundant. And depending on the type of person that I say that to, I can get a response, anything from you can't say that. I can't. You, I, there's no way I can be made redundant because I've got all these responsibilities, which, by the way, makes it a little bit more about them. Right through to, you know what? That makes absolute sense because if I leave this team in a much better position than I have found it, and through the process, I've actually been able to identify some other leaders where they can pick up the baton and continue to evolve the team, then the future, not only of the team, but also the organization, will be in very, very safe hands indeed. And so my role there becomes redundant, but it doesn't necessarily mean that your role in the organization becomes redundant. And this is where the, I guess, the miscommunication, the misunderstanding for a lot of leaders comes into it. Because when you do make yourself redundant, it means that you've you've cast such a, a long shadow that your work continues because you've got very, very capable people to continue the evolution of that particular team and that particular business. And so through this process of exploring this leadership shadow and the leadership legacy and thinking about what are some of the the key leadership principles that uh, sort of bubble to the surface in creating this legacy, um, leaders today need to be absolutely ruthless. And I said, and I say ruthlessly uncompromising. And this was a response to a question I had from one of the leaders. And it was just something in the conversation that I just blurted out and it resonated so strongly that it ended up being one of the key themes for the next day and a half in this particular program. Now, it might sound harsh on the surface because when you think about that term, ruthlessly uncompromising, and when I asked questions of the leaders through that process, and we unpacked it a lot over the next day and a half, um, a, lot of the, a lot of them said, well, when you think about ruthless and uncompromising on the surface, and when you hear those words independently, they can conjure up all sorts of negative sort of meanings. Uh, you are a ruthless leader, which means you know it's really really hard. Maybe it's a it's a command and control type approach. Uncompromising also means maybe arrogance, maybe stubbornness. But when you think about the I guess the purpose of leadership, what we're there to do, and that is to create the environment where our team can exceed all expectations and be extraordinary at what they do then ruthlessly uncompromising is actually based on serving the team. Because the other theme across the whole program, of course, was servant-based leadership, where we can create that environment where we are serving the team, not being a servant to the team. And so the more we explored this, even though it might have sounded harsh on the surface, the more we explored it, the more the principle resonated with the leaders as a key pillar to underpin their own leadership legacy. So in this particular episode, I just want you to start thinking about for yourself in terms of where your leadership sits and what does ruthlessly uncompromising actually mean when it comes to leading your team, whether it be a sales team that is uh, right at the moment on the top of their, at the top of their game, whether it be a sales team that needs 
a bit of work, or in fact, if you're a leader right now who is leading a team that uh, is in the early throngs of development, um, it's about thinking about how can I be ruthlessly uncompromising in all the standards that we set. So here are some key points just to think about, and we unpacked this over the over the day and a half from the comment that I made based on a question I was given uh, all about the leadership legacy. So I want you to consider this as, as we go through this, just consider how this might apply to you and how we can be more ruthlessly uncompromising in the standards that we set for ourselves, but also through that process by the example we set uh, for our team as well. So what is this all about? Well, it's this, being ruthless in creating a vision for the team and uncompromising in its pursuit. Now, if you like most organizations or being part of organizations, you will have a vision, a mission, maybe a set of values, but all too often they become words on a paper that through the passage of time uh, gets lost in translation or lost in meaning to the point where you walk past the laminated sheets in the office and you don't even see them. And so being ruthless in creating that vision, first and foremost, we've got to keep asking ourselves the question as to what we stand for, what's important to us, what is it that we're trying to create, but also be uncompromising in the level of discipline that's required in order to create that vision and bring it to life. And so this is about the consistency of what we do on a daily basis. It is first and foremost about making sure we can uh, see the vision, see it and create it and make it as big as, as you can possibly make it, which hopefully is a lot bigger than what the team can see at that particular moment. So as John Maxwell constantly says, it is about a leader who can see the way, go the way and show the way. And so he needs or she needs to cast a vision so big that when it's cast, most of the people in the team cannot even envisage of what is possible in relation to that dream and what in relation to that vision. So that's the first one, being ruthless in, in creating that vision for the team and uncompromising in its pursuit. The second one is being ruthless in the standards of excellence that we set for ourselves as a leader and uncompromising in the pursuit of excellence. And this is all about being the model of excellence always. There is no excuses. And if we understand the fact that our team is a reflection of us, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, and if we also understand the fact that our team are watching our every single move, they're looking at what we're doing and what we're not doing, but also listening to what we're saying and what we're not saying, we need to make sure that we're really clear on what the standard of excellence looks like and feels like and sounds like for us, but also make sure that we are constantly in pursuit of that level of excellence. And the thing that we can control is the actions that we take in this particular moment. So it's about choosing to be the version that you want to see play out in your team and being crystal clear on what that actually looks like and be uncompromising in the discipline according to how you demonstrate that on a daily basis. When I say daily, this is multiple moments throughout the day, not just when you feel like it or when you think the situation calls for it. It is constantly, it is always on. And as leaders, we need to understand that we are always on and the reason for that is people are always watching. The third point is about being ruthless in the expectations that we set for our team and uncompromising and encouraging them in the pursuit of excellence. So the previous point was being ruthless in the standards of excellence that we set for ourselves, and that has to be really, really high. But the next part is to be also also ruthless in the expectations that we set for our team. So when this is a, what this is all about is making sure that when we set targets, when we set KPIs, when we set objectives, making sure that they are uh, beyond the realms of current possibility because it does require us to stretch 
And even though certainly in the sales context, I don't know any single salesperson or any single sales leader for that matter who is happy with the sales targets they're provided, but far too often we look at that and we place a lid upon our capabilities based on thinking that's far too far too out of our reach, certainly at the start of the year. We've got to take the lid off that and be ruthless in the expectations we set up for our team and think about, you know what, if we have a really, really big vision, if we are really ruthless in the standards of excellence we set for ourselves, then there's no reason why we can't set really big expectations for our team because if we are creating an environment where we are trusted, where we are respected, our team will do whatever it takes to move forward. And as we always talk about as well, it's not so much the achievement of the goal, which is the most important thing. It is the progress that we're making towards that that is the most important thing. So be ruthless in the expectations we set for our team, but also then encouraging our team in an uncompromising way to continue the pursuit of excellence around that. The fourth point is being ruthless in the care we demonstrate for our team. Because remember, our team are not our possessions. We are responsible for them, so we must constantly demonstrate care. Remember, as John Maxwell says, three key questions that your team are always asking. Number one, do you care about me as an individual? And when I say care about me, do you genuinely care about me as a human being? Number two, can you help me? And that doesn't mean doing things for me, but can you help me? Maybe it's removing some obstacles. Maybe it's introducing me to somebody who might be able to help solve a particular problem. And the third question is, can I trust you? So if you've created an environment where you are trusted, that will naturally translate to you genuinely caring about your team. So be ruthless in that. And one of the key things we talked about to this for this particular group is the ruthlessly uncompromising is actually founded in care. And I think I even said the word love in that particular uh, in that particular context. Now, love in business is not necessarily something we constantly talk about, and many people say, "Oh, well, you can't love your team," but it's all rooted in this concept of care. So, if we are ruthlessly caring about our team, then we will do whatever it need, we need to do to make sure we continue to provide the feedback that is all based on care. Which means sometimes we're going to have conversations with people who may not uh, like the conversation, but it's always done with the best of intention. It is not done to criticize. So be ruthless in the care we demonstrate for our team. Number five, be ruthless in the service that we deliver to our customers and the stakeholders. And again, uncompromising in the level of excellence by which we do this. I uh, I just come off a podcast actually, or talking about um, excellence, talking about crushing mediocrity. And one of the key things we spoke about was how many organizations do not do regular follow-up just to keep them top of mind in the minds of their customers or prospective customers. Now, every time we go out to contact a customer, it doesn't mean we've got something in the back of our mind that we want to sell them. It's just being ruthless in the service. And sometimes it's just showing the care that we have for them, seeing how they're going, because that conversation may lead to an opportunity, but we don't reach out because of a creation of an opportunity, but it means that keeping in regular contact and being ruthless in the service that we deliver to them when we are in contact will give ourselves every opportunity of being consistent, but also creating that impression and that profile and that reputation, which uh, if we're top of mind, it means that when the opportunity arises, when that particular customer is in the buying cycle, they're more likely to think about us before any other of the competition. So being ruthless in the service we deliver our customers. So part of this could be defining what excellence looks like and maybe getting feedback from customers in terms of what they expect 
And then based on that expectation, how do we over-service that? How do we uh, increase and over-deliver according to the expectations? And it's all done with ruthless, uncompromising standards of excellence. The sixth one is being ruthless in the standards we are prepared to accept and uncompromising in the communication of those standards, irrespective of who the stakeholder may be. This one's a big one because often I see people within the organization who bow to the senior leaders within the organization. They feel as if, well, I can have this conversation with that particular person, but as soon as there's a person with a title of director, general manager, or insert title there, I don't feel as if I can have that conversation, which, by the way, points directly to culture. What we're talking about here is we should have a a situation and there should be an environment where it doesn't matter who you are within the organization. If a conversation needs to be had, then irrespective of who is in the organization, uh, who is delivering the message to who, there should be an encouragement and an expectation that the conversation will be had because the culture is such a strong culture that it's based on the communication, it's based on the message. It is not based on the hierarchy. Now, if you can have a situation and an environment where everybody in the organization feels open, that they can be themselves, they can be authentic, but they're operating according to a set of principles that has been put in place, and not only just put in place, but activated and encouraged to be demonstrated on a constant basis, then we can be ruthless and uncompromising in those conversations, irrespective of who is in the hierarchy because it's designed to enhance the organization, not designed to criticize or discriminate or to condemn. So being ruthless in those standards is absolutely critical. And the last one is being ruthless in coaching and mentoring our team and uncompromising in making this a priority. Now, one of the other topics we spoke about in this morning's podcast, which will be coming out later today, is taking control of your agenda and making things a priority for you. There is no excuse that you can use in terms of, I don't have the time. It's simply, you do not make it a priority. And so I see this a lot in terms of leaders around organizations who know, and when I say no, in inverted commas, they know they should be coaching. They know that coaching is of benefit. They know that mentoring is of benefit, but often they get caught up in the day-to-day operational stuff, much of which is other people's agendas, that they deprioritize the coaching and the development of their team. One thing we must be able to do if we are to become an exceptional sales leader is to prioritize coaching and mentoring your team and be ruthless in the execution of that and uncompromising in terms of making it a priority, which means that if somebody comes into your world and they ask you for your time, if that conflicts with a coaching conversation with the time spent with your team, then guess what you're going to do? You're going to say, you know what? My priority is my team. You're going to have to wait. Let's find another time somewhere else. So being ruthless in coaching and mentoring your team will underpin exceptional performance. So there are seven key things to think about when it comes to being ruthless and ruthlessly uncompromising. Now, as we begin the brand new week, here is a question I'd like you to think about, and that is, are you ruthlessly uncompromising in all you do as a leader? Remember, being ruthlessly uncompromising is a positive thing. It is rooted in servitude. It is rooted in caring. So this is about being uncompromising in the care you show for your team, but also thinking about what's important to you as a leader and therefore what is important to your team. So uh, some things to think about in relation to that. It was a conversation that, uh, as I said, was uh, born out of a a leadership program I ran a couple of weeks ago for a large iconic brand in Australia. It was really, really well received and I've had some fantastic feedback since then. So 
I trust that message resonates with you on this Monday, the 20th of November, and I trust that it's something you can incorporate into your own leadership approach as we uh, as we start the ramping down of uh, five weeks to go to Christmas. There you go, I've mentioned it again for the third time in this particular podcast. So uh, thank you very much for plugging into this podcast. And as a quick reminder, if you are looking for some help, if you're looking for some assistance, or if you're looking for an accountability person to help you become more ruthlessly uncompromising, then I'd love to have the conversation about how I might be able to help you do this just that, but also help your team extract maximum potential. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve, what maybe some of the roadblocks may be right now that's preventing you from really becoming that exceptional sales leader that you know you are destined to become. And let me help you map out a plan, map out a strategy, and let's start executing that strategy ASAP. So not only can we actually end the 2023 year on a high note, but we can set a really, really strong platform for sensational growth in 2024. So I very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.